welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. I'm Julie Adams. I'm your host, joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Hi. Welcome, Pastor Wes. Hi. <laughs> Hi to you, too. <laughs> so, yeah. How's it going? Well, except for all the smoke in the air, pretty good. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, all the fires are getting pretty intense, I guess. Yes, that's what I hear, too. We will have to remain in prayer for our neighboring provinces it's uh it's, no yeah uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> bad situation there it's, it's not great and no. i know a lot of like programs i think like your kid had soccer canceled this week yeah we had soccer practice canceled i don't know what the rest of the week or the weekend will hold yeah. but yeah a lot of things being canceled because of yeah. the air quality so i was meant to have soccer wednesday like yeah. our adult league and it got canceled mm. so yeah crazy man that's like wild yeah no it's well, well, yeah. Wild. Yeah. 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 And no, like you walk outside. I'm sure anyone in our yeah. area can kind of feel like you walk outside right now. It's like, whoa. Like, can, it smells like you're at a campfire. Yes, it does. Like that shouldn't be. <laughs> no, you almost can't have your windows open because the smell no. comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not good. No. Yeah. So Names of God series. Names of God. I like this series. This is a fun... It's uh, a fun little look at, you know, some interesting things. Yeah, because they, they mm-hmm. talked about... They gave God names based on his character. Yes. That's yes. how they uh, they were trying to define God. So mm-hmm. so this one, though, this one's interesting because Elroy yeah. is actually only used once in the Bible. Yeah, I like this story, actually. You like the story of Hagar? I do, yeah. So, spoiler, we're going through the story of Hagar, but... <laughs> A lot of us are familiar with the names of God. We look at, you know, Yahweh or Elohim or mm-hmm. many others we can look at. And people are like, yeah, I know that one. Or Alpha and Omega. Yeah. Different things. Theos is Greek. Mm-hmm. All these names of God. And Elroy is one that a lot of people know, but don't realize it actually comes once. And it also comes from a very vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. So what does Elroy actually mean? Do you know what Elroy means? It means the God who sees me. Yeah. So it means the God who sees so L typically refers to God, but Roy brings another attribute to God, brings another attribute to the equation. Mm-hmm. So Roy, Elroy means the God who sees. Roy, in original Hebrew, is translated as shepherd or as mm. seeing, looking, or gazing. Like watching over. Like watching, yeah. kind of like someone who's there, like a shepherd. When we think about a shepherd, especially in ancient times, it seems someone who cares for his flock, someone yeah. who is on the watch someone who is looking for all and we read in scripture how god actually leaves the 99 for the one so this actually yeah. is a full cross reference point to what we see jesus talking about to what actually happens with hagar is that there is a god who sees there's a shepherd mm-hmm. in other words Elroy kind of means that god sees us in all of our life yeah sees us in our most vulnerable sees us in our most proud sees us yeah. in in all of the our areas of life God sees us. And it means even when we feel invisible or forgotten, God is still with us. God still sees us. God is still wanting us to be there with him. See, God witnesses our struggles and he comes alongside us. And after all of that, after witnessing all of our struggles, all these things, God still walks with us in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go through the story of Hagar. We're going to go through all of that. Um, so this is Matthew six twenty six, and it says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Mm, yeah. 
is saying that we actually are valued by God. See, like we see, we can look out any of our windows, we see birds, we see them going and finding things in nature and food or shelter things or all these other things. And scripture looks at that and says, you see them and they are provided for, but do you not realize you are also provided for and that you actually are valued so greatly and so high. God is one that sees us. God is one that actually pinpoints us as one who wants to provide for us. A shepherd provides for his flock with protection or overseeing or guiding or mm-hmm. all these other things. Shepherd is a great term for Elroy. Oh, yeah. Because it really can actually paint us a picture of what God's character is. Mm-hmm. So, unlike other names of God, because Elo- Elohim appears over like 2,500 times in scripture. Um, Yahweh appears just as much, yep. if not more, I believe. And then you have Elroy mm-hmm. once, just, just once. Mm-hmm. And like we said, it comes from a very vulnerable place. So it comes from Genesis 16. And for those that are familiar with the story of Abraham and Hagar, Abraham, the father of, you know, he's the, he's the patriarch of the Jewish nation. Mm-hmm. Like whenever we see in scripture, Jesus talking to Pharisees, I just say, well, Abraham, they keep referring to Abraham or to Moses. Those yep. are the two patriarchal people. They're like, that's who we pinpoint our, our heritage to. Yeah. So Hagar, I mean, sorry, Abraham and Sarah, his wife, lived for about 100 years. Yep. No kids. No kids. They're old already. They're yep. super old. We're not even going to get to the part where, you know, in a few years he's going to climb a mountain as well. But um, <laughs> he is super old. And But the thing is, God promised him that he would have an offspring. Yeah. That would be... That would, be as numerous as like all get out like it would be crazy and before that he he really wrestled a lot and finding god and god finding him and Mm -hmm. this promise he's held on to this promise for so long but like a human thing many of us do when when we think god has promises something we're waiting on and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting we tend to take things into our own hands yes and this is what sarah and abram actually do yeah, they come up with plan B. So they get impatient and decide to take matters in their own hands. And so Sarah, who at this time in history, Abraham and her are thinking, well, she's barren. It's just yeah. not going to happen. So they had a slave girl mm-hmm. and her name was Hagar. And so Sarah actually t- ends up talking with Abraham and ends up offering Hagar as almost a substitute. Yeah, like a surrogate. It's a surrogate. Yeah. Except they... Yeah, I don't... Mm. Anyway. Yeah, it's very messy. It's very messy. Well, because I'm not sure how willing all of these servants were. I mean, this is exactly. common. Yes. But that was kind of like expected. It wasn't voluntary the way like a surrogate might be yeah. today. It's a it's a very, very tough situation. Yeah. And we're, like we're not even getting into the how Hagar would have felt or any of that right now. Yeah. But this is just a tough situation in general. And so... Abraham ends up sleeping with Hagar and they conceive a child mm-hmm. and then starts this whole other mess. Yeah, because Sarah's not happy about Sarah's it. Sarah's not happy about it. And she actually mm-hmm. says, if we go to, um, it's in Genesis. If you turn to Genesis, um, was it 12? Genesis 12, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, nope, 16. Yeah, 16. So Julie's got it. <laughs> I was looking at the right part of the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
This is um, Genesis 16, verse 4b. And it says, When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarah said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. So we're just going to stop there because we're going to travel through this a little more. Sure. So now we're seeing the consequences of your action, of the actions. Yeah. Heg, um, Sarah and Abram, I keep getting names mixed up here, but Sarah and Abram decide to take this into their own hands, and it does it, it messes up a lot. It yeah. Actually, it causes a lot of distress between them and in their marriage as well. And the amount of stress is putting on Hagar, as we read next, mm-hmm. which is, your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her what you think is best. And Sarah mistreated Hagar awfully. Yeah. I think, I wonder, like, there had to have been some jealousy. Oh, 100%. Going on there, because no one wants their husband to no absolutely not get someone else pregnant no that would be difficult especially when you've struggled for so so many years years yeah and crazy so obviously there's there's a lot of fuel in the fire right now Mm -hmm. so hagar in the midst of this she flees so hagar flees and the angel of the lord found hagar near a spring in the desert um, it was a spring that is beside the road to Shur, and he said to Hagar, slave of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? This is actually really funny. When we did it, this is a brief thing. When we did it with the junior highs, one of the kids said, is that where Cotton Eye Joe came from? Oh, boo. And I was like, you gotta be kidding Such me. And one of the joke. leaders, one of the leaders tossed up, that's what I was thinking. And I was like, this is, this is youth group. Welcome, welcome to youth group, everyone. <laughs> but... In the midst of this hard situation, Hagar runs. She flees, which, I mean, do we expect anything else? Really? Like, if we're in hard situations, we usually try to get out of those situations. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. And there was no fighting for her, right? No. Like, well, she, she was a slave. That was her position. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so she flees, and the angel of the Lord finds her and says, you know, where have you come and where are you going? And Hagar responds, saying, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael. For the Lord has heard your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hands will be against everyone and everyone's hands against him. He will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name. Actually, we're going to stop before that. So the angel of the Lord which is, I, I don't think many of us expect this when we're reading the story. We think the angel Lord would protect or do something, but says go back yeah. to this hard situation. And we look at that and we're like, why? Yeah, deliver her from yeah. evil. We yeah. think, right? But there's a purpose. There's a purpose to all of this. And, she, mm-hmm. and the angel Lord gives reference to that. So your descendants will be out new, like numerous and numerous and numerous. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember which tribe it is, but there's a tribe that is actually right around Israel that's, comes from out of ishmael yeah and i can't remember the exact tribe because i really should have done the research for that part but the jewish people and these people yes they fight but they also consider each other brothers yeah there's a symbiote there's like there's a kind of relationship there mm-hmm. which transcends history yeah. for them and well this is a very difficult situation i'm not saying it's not 
there's a purpose for it mm-hmm. and there's a reason that all this happened now god's design is was better than what they originally had done because we see that god's design was no you will have an offspring abram and sarah it will happen yeah. But they decided to take things into their own hands. They weren't patient. So now they God, were wanting it in their timing, mm-hmm. not in God's timing. Now God is seeing that, yes, ha- this is a bad situation. And mm-hmm. God is saying, like, Hagar, the thing is, in my head, this is my only rational, this is my human brain thinking head. Now, please remember that, is that God may have known what was to come if she just kept fleeing. Mm-hmm. And it may have been way worse. Maybe an awful. Mm. The fact that she is an Egyptian slave in Israel, fleeing and pregnant. Yeah. It's most likely, and you're on the road by yourself. It's it's not gonna go good. Yeah, and women, I think women maybe were not treatable at all. Great all the time. Yeah. No. So, the Lord actually tells her to go back to this place where she actually will have shelter, mm-hmm. some safety. Yes, she's being mistreated, which is not okay, and but she can find some bit of safety i think also provides some comfort to know that god actually sees her yeah that's what we talk about next she gave this name to the lord who spoke to her you are the god who sees me Mm -hmm. for she said i have now seen the one who sees me that is why the well called bear lahavroi it is still there between kadesh and barad so hagar bore abram a son and abram gave the name ishmael to the son uh, she had born abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael. Wow. 86. But you see, when she returns, there's this there's this new sense. Because mm-hmm. there was no fighting almost in that. When the Lord told her to go do something, he, she was like, okay. There wasn't a real That's fighting. That's a strong faith. That's a strong faith. And it comes from an Egyptian background and all these. But she actually goes... And says, like, she goes up to the angel of the Lord and says, you are the God who sees me. Yeah. Like, even in my distress, you saw me. You came down to me. That's something that is so fascinating, though, God. When when we see people struggling, when we see people wrestling, when we see people going through things, what does God do constantly? Say that. Ask your question. Sorry, so ask when, your when question again. When we see people yeah. in Scripture wrestling or fighting yeah. or going through hard things, what do we constantly see God do? Well, he got, comes to them and he often turns the situation and uses it for his glory. He comes to them. Yeah. That's huge, right? Yeah. Where else in history do we see any other God in literally anywhere that comes down? Uh, like nowhere. Nowhere, really. really. Cause God comes down and actually says, this isn't what I designed. Mm-hmm. We can see that clearly. Cause Hagar, I mean, Abraham and Sarah took things into their own hands. Mm-hmm. But the angel of the Lord says, no, we're going to make something out of this. There will be something beautiful to come out of this. Yeah. And Ishmael is a healthy boy that comes out of this. And I think any mother out there wants their children to be healthy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Ishmael, yes, God says he will have, he will be up against the wilderness. He will just, he will be up against, he will be a wild man. Yeah. But his descendants will be numerous. And in ancient times, that is something people cared extremely about. Well, yeah. Uh, we don't care for that as much anymore. I think not until people get really old and then they're like, oh, man, what about our family name? Mm-hmm. That's something that people usually care about later in life. But for people 
in this day and time, they wanted to make sure things carried on. It was it was important. Well, and I think it was also important because um, sons did work, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they helped with the family business yep. or things like that. So I think they were valuable in that aspect too. Yeah. So we see in all of what we're talking about, the name of God is something that's important here. Because mm-hmm. we can look at Hagar and find some connection. We can all be connected to Hagar because we've all been in places where we feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We're fleeing situations because we're just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. But God actually comes down to Hagar and says, it says her name. Yeah. For a Egyptian slave in a land not her own mm. to be called by her name. Yeah. That is something truly amazing. Because they would have just been handed just ra- random names. They would have just been handed a title of well, slave. Yeah, I mean, servants were treated like possessions, right? Yes. And less like people. And so now Hagar is being called by name by the angel mm-hmm. of the Lord. Yeah. That's an intimate thing to be like, Hagar, where yeah. have you come from? Where are you going? And I could just imagine her just being like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and it's actually one of the instances we actually see in scripture. It says, it doesn't say, do not be afraid. Really? I was going to ask you that. I was just It doesn't say, do not be afraid. When the angel came. It doesn't Does say, it say an angel of the Lord? It says the angel of the Lord. Hmm. Doesn't say anything about being afraid. And she was probably already afraid. She was probably afraid, probably vulnerable. Yeah. But yeah, we see, um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert um, and said to Hagar, where have you come from and where are you going? There's no instance of you know, do not be afraid. Mm. at all which is so strange because we see that everywhere else in scripture yeah almost so i wonder how <clears throat> the angel of the lord must have portrayed it must have maybe appeared differently who or, knows yeah but hmm. to show comfort yeah to show pa- compassion god actually does this with all of us yeah see god knows all of us by name we read in the psalms how the very hairs on our head are counted yep God has a, such an intimate care for us that he wants us to do well, wants us to do things great mm-hmm. and knows that we can. And so the fact is, Hagar gives God a beautiful name, which means that God actually sees us. Well, and we all, I think, I think a lot, we all want to be we seen. We all want to be seen. You know, to be, we're, that's part of how we were created, right? To be in community, to be, uh, we're relational yeah. we're relational creatures so we all want to be seen but and it's, valued it's not just being seen it's being recognized yeah like how many of us love we haven't seen someone in a very long time but they know our name yeah like i remember you like when you go <laughs> when you go and you see an old teacher yeah. from school it was one of your favorite teachers, and they remember your name you're like yep that lists your day yeah totally. god knows every single one of us and yeah. knows us by name like the amount of comfort I think we can find that is because we are cared for. Mm-hmm. God actually sees us. He is our shepherd. He is one that is guiding us. Yeah. And so in our day and age today, we talk about relationships constantly. Yeah. Relationships are something we talk about. We can have this intimate relationship with Jesus that God actually sees us and we can know that. Like Jesus became human, came down. So we have another instance of God actually coming down, became human. 
suffered and did things and Mm -hmm. took upon a lot for us that we may have this intimate relationship that we now have this access to the holy spirit to god and all of this i think you relate back to being god actually sees us Mm -hmm. actually cares for us and i want to challenge us in our our days today to remember that god actually sees us yeah yes we'll mess up yes we'll struggle yes we'll do this but to walk with confidence as well Mm-hmm. To say, no, my God sees me. Yeah. My God cares about me. Like, He's here. He's here, <laughs> walking with me daily. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to challenge us to remember that in our time and even in our business to, to really focus in on that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Wes. If you would like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, if you want to know the schedule for the summer, or you've got any questions, you can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. And my email address is julie at wingandfleetbic.com. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll connect with you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.